Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. And I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a rock star. A little bit about her. She helps coaches create passive income. She helps amplify launches for course creators. She's a Facebook ad expert, and she runs her business making five figures a month as a single toddler mum. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Natalie Martin. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Jono. No, thanks for coming on. If you're um, new to this podcast, Natalie was on uh, a year ago, and that was her, her first podcast, I believe. Um, and then since then, I've just seen her on podcast after podcast after podcast, and I'm like, i got to get her back on before she gets too famous for me, you know? So here we are. Um, oh, and just before we get into it, what we're going to speak about today is Natalie's story, essentially how she went from going from $500 months to five figure months. Uh, her expertise is Facebook ads. I've in, invested in her, um, done for you Facebook ad stuff before she's run ads to me. Very, very good at very, very good at it. If you're interested in Facebook ads, I recommend following Natalie on Instagram. I'll put her link below. Um, but I say we dive into it, Natalie. Actually, maybe before we get to the story, just give us a little bit of background. Where are you based? What do you do now? Awesome. Yeah, well, my name's Natalie. Uh, as Jono said, I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. And before I started online, I was a bartender for over 10 years. And Bartenders, don't you have to be over 18 to work in a bar? (laughs) In in Canada, can you start when you're 10 or something? Is that that how you did it for 10 years? I look a lot younger than I am, so thank you. (laughs) But yeah, bartend, no worries. I bartended for over 10 years and there was a point in my life where I thought that's what I was going to do forever. And then... I got pregnant and I had my daughter and I realized I needed to make a change so that I could both provide for her and also be a part of her life because I wanted to be able to spend those evenings with her. But the evenings was when all the money happened in bartending. Mm. So that's kind of the catalyst of what changed my entire life. All right. Well, let's let's dive into that and even maybe go from that point there. So let's say you're working at a um, you're working at a bar, you had your daughter. Did you go back to bartending after that? Or tell us, tell us maybe start there. Give us a bit of, bit of uh, detail there. Yeah. So I started looking into working online when I started my maternity leave. Um, because pretty much as soon as I got pregnant, I knew I needed to do something. I couldn't just bartend for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, I was getting older. (laughs) So I started looking into ways to work online. I started getting into like affiliate marketing and that taught me a lot of things. And then I started learning about becoming a virtual assistant 
and let's, I started let's, applying. Let's, let's, well, let's even yeah. detail some of these. So you looked into affiliate marketing. Maybe mm-hmm. let, let, let us know your experience there for the listeners as well, because some of them might be thinking, oh, yeah, affiliate marketing, that could be something I could work. Let us know. I know there's obviously some good good things, some bad things. Let us know kind of your experience there a little bit. Yeah. So affiliate marketing is basically when you sell an offer or product or a service for another company, and then you get a percentage or you you get paid for each sale that's made through your link or through your funnel or whatever that may be. And that's actually how I started learning about Facebook ads, mm-hmm. um, because part of how I was taught how to sell them was to run Facebook ads. And I, as I was learning that, and as I was learning how to um, be an affiliate marketer, I was learning about Facebook ads and I was becoming more and more interested in them and realizing that I was spending so much time learning about these and wanting to perfect these strategies and learn how to get the best return on investment and like really optimize my campaigns. And that was kind of the starting point of where I pivoted to becoming a Facebook ad strategist. Gotcha. Let me ask a couple of questions there. When you now, I don't know if you can say this or even just give us a, a general idea. What kind of products or services were you were you selling as an affiliate? Uh, we're gonna skip that question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Easy. Um, and you were doing it both organically and Facebook ads too. Yes. So I I was like I had my Instagram account, and Facebook account, and so I was running it on is, there is and like a personal Instagram account or did you have one specifically for the thing you were selling or how, how did that kind of work? <laughs> Please skip that too. Yeah. Well, this was the affiliate marketing that I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Let's skip this then move Sorry. to the, the virtual assistant then. Um, okay. So you went from uh, your affiliate marketing to virtual assistant. Let us know a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I learned a lot of stuff with the affiliate marketing and I was kind of um, building my skills, learning with that. And from the skills I kind of gained from that, I was able to get some jobs as a virtual assistant working for these small businesses, just basically being their little online assistant, which was really cool because I was working for these businesses that I was really passionate about, but I was working like an hourly job, which I wasn't so passionate about. So I think I was being paid like 20 bucks an hour, which at the time I was really happy about, Mm. but I did want to be able to Um, kind of scale that to a bigger point so that I could like have more to give to my daughter and create this life that I've always wanted to give her. Awesome. Um, Can we dive into a couple questions here on the virtual assistant side of things? Same kind of questions there. Like how did you find the clients? Was it things like Fiverr and Upwork? Was it outreach? Was it marketing? Um, And what kind of tasks did you do there? 
So I found most of my clients in Facebook groups, like local Facebook groups for the most part, um, which is actually where I found a lot of my first clients with my Facebook ads business too, but they weren't Mm -hmm. local groups. They were like online business groups. Um, And as for tasks, I did, um, I would like reply to emails, help with like backend website stuff, like enter data entry in their CRMs, like lots of little things. For one company, I was I was making phone calls for her, like um, just like the little things. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to like think back and remember, but just just a bunch of little things. And then I think with one of my clients, I she wanted to start running Facebook ads a little bit. And I told her, uh, like, if you're willing, I can... As since I've been learning them and I have run them in the past, um, maybe like I could run Facebook ads for her. And so she was like my first unofficial client for mm. Facebook ads. And then you were my first like actual client with Facebook ads. Was that your first one? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you did such a good job. You're like, this guy's my first one. I need to need to make sure I, I look after him. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think there's a – and actually, let's – yeah, I'll, I'll give my take on this. And then is the next shift from there when you went all in on Facebook ads? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So I think there's a few key points here um, on kind of Natalie's story This so far. It's not like she's just woken up and be like, right, I want to do this today. I'm going to make myself an expert on this. And I think we see a lot of that on Facebook. You know, I, I the guy added me yesterday and I, I looked through his Facebook banners and every month, one one week, he's a dentist expert. You know, the next week, he's a Facebook ad expert. The next week, he's a funnel builder, you know. So what kind of Natalie's done is like, and also um, one of my favorite quotes is don't work to earn, work to learn when working for somebody else, Right. It seems like your kind of journey there, Natalie, was like, right, I did the affiliate marketing thing, you know, wasn't great, but I learned some skills, right? Went on this um, virtual assistant thing. Okay. You know, the money was okay, but the better win was it allowed me to learn these skills here. Uh, And then especially with the Facebook ad side thing, because I learned Facebook ads the hard way. I spent my own money on it, you know, but it's with Natalie, I guess you might've with your affiliate side things, but at least with your, your first client here, you can test some things out with other people's money, which is a more, um, uh, and then with me as your client, you know, so it's a, it's an easier way to kind of, um, test things out. So I think there's some good summaries for the, the listeners. So, okay. Let us know that transition. Then Natalie, you're working as a virtual assistant. Um, you've run, you've, you're, you're starting to run Facebook ads for one of the companies how do you transition and go full on into the Facebook ad side of things? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Um, so it's kind of funny. It was, I, there was a life situation that happened where I was living in a basement apartment at the, at the time. And then, so I live in, um, a duplex and my landlord 
sent me a text saying that the upstairs apartment was going to become available, uh, which I was really excited about because I really wanted to move, but it was an additional $500 a month, which is, you know, it's not huge, but it, it was huge for me at the time, yeah. right? Because I wasn't making a huge amount of money. Yeah. And I I knew in my heart that I had to say yes, because, because I needed the bigger place mm. because my daughter was walking and I'm like, this place is too small for us. So I said yes. And that really put a fire under my ass to mm. earn more so that I can be able to afford this place that we can live in. And that's when I started looking into transitioning because I knew I loved Facebook ads. I knew that I was like so passionate about them, spending so much time and money and just energy learning strategies and learning different things about them. So I actually started reaching out to experts in the industry to ask them like if they would mentor me. Um, an old a friend of mine that I lived in Greece with, Holly Lowe's, I reached Did out you to live her. In Greece? Yeah. <laughs> we lived in Greece together on a Greek island for which one? Mykonos? Um Corfu. Corfu, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I reached out to her and she agreed to mentor me one on one for a few months. Um was that for and- free? Was it a paid thing? How did how did that kind of work? Um, so it was a little bit of both. She, I, I did some odd tasks for her business in exchange for the mentorship. So, so she had more time to mentor me. I would do like mm. the odd tasks that she would ask me to do, which also helped me learn about yeah. how to run my own business. Um, and I ended up actually working like as her like junior ads manager for a while. And I worked as a junior ads manager in another online entrepreneur's business. And I learned a lot doing Mm. that because I was able to see firsthand what it looked like on the back of another ad strategist business Mm. and learn from them and learn their strategies and see how they do everything on from two different businesses and, and really take that into my own business and how I run things myself. Love that. Well, I think there's a couple of key points there. I think it goes back to the the work to learn kind of thing, right? It's where Absolutely. it's like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I remember you mentioned the the wage of $20 now and you're like, oh, that's all right. You know, maybe you could have got something for $40. You know, maybe it could have been a bartending job for $40, but it might've been capped there. Whereas you might be earning way less for learning the Facebook ad side of things, but that skill set is is so valuable there. Uh, and I like how you, you just reached out. You know, I think a lot of people are, are kind of scared to do that. You know, it's like, oh, I want to do this thing, but, you know, either scared or proud, you know, where it's kind of like, I'm too too scared to ask for help or I'm too proud to ask for help. Or, you know, I think I'm smart. Maybe maybe it's even arrogance, you know, <laughs> I think I'm smart enough to, I think I'm smarter than this person. So I'm going to try and figure it out on on my own. But it's just so hard, especially someone like like Facebook ads, like, if you try and figure it out on your own, you're going to take years and years and years. You know, but if you work for someone else, you know, you can figure that out pretty quickly. Uh, but question with that, did either of them have a problem with you then going out on your own and, you know, potentially, you know, if you're using some of their strategies or it was did anything happened there or how, how did that work? No, they're, they're really supportive of like me going off. And, well, they knew 
from the get-go that the point of me like reaching yeah. out to them and helping them was for me to learn how to do this for my own business and they knew deep down that I was going to I was aiming to grow my business to a point where yeah. I would kind of grow out of working with them um which like having to say goodbye was really sad mm. <laughs> and that was like a, those were really hard emails to send because I was learning so much and I was, I am so appreciative for, of, for everything that I learned from them. Um, but then like you get your business to a point where you're kind of like, do I keep on trading my time for this mm. or do I exchange it for something bigger and create more abundance in my life? So that was really hard and really scary to do, but making that decision was kind of life-changing. <laughs> Yeah. Can you share, are you comfortable sharing maybe some of the, the numbers of the time where it was like, right, I'm now making X amount on my own business. It's time to leave here. Or was it a numbers thing or, or how, like what kind of made you go from, right, I'm working here, but now I'm ready to go on my own. Was it a financial thing or, or what was it? It was, it was actually when I started um, seeing more consistency in my business because for a while I was making money, but it it would be like it would be like a an income roller coaster yeah, where gotcha. some months would be huge and some months would be not so huge, and yeah. that was really scary for me. So having that kind of um, consistency with working for someone else and helping them within their own business was really helpful for me because I knew that was a guaranteed income. Mm -hmm. um, but then once I started seeing that consistency, consistency in my own business with those really larger numbers, like five figure months within my own business, then that's where I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to let go of this part of my business so that mm. it can grow bigger. Yep. Love it. And I think I, I quite like that as well. I think there's two, um, two kind of like messages going out there on the internet. One of them's kind of like, fuck your job, you know, quit today and, you know, be your own, you know, entrepreneur and work for yourself, yada, 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 and go all in, you know, and I kind of get it, but I'm more on the other side. I'm more like, right, let me get this, especially if you've got a kid, you know, let me get this mm -hmm. consistency uh, going here. Let me work on my side hustle after hours. Okay. Now I'm at a point where I can get rid of this one here and I can live off this side hustle. Great. Let me go all in on my, my side hustle. So I, I love that question Absolutely. here. I'm, I'm curious here. So you were working for, let's say Holly, you're working for Holly as her junior Facebook ads manager for her business but you also had your own Facebook ads business on the side? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> how did you get your um, clients and how did you make sure there was no kind of conflict there? Um, so I would either find my clients through a lot of, a lot of my clients come through referrals yeah. or through Facebook groups. Um, so it right. would, it would really just be a point like sometimes we would, both get referred like we would both get um tagged in the same facebook group a facebook post yeah. where someone's looking for an ads manager and yeah. that's fine like we'll reply to it but i think it's just um like 
that spy like we sometimes i'm sure we would get a lot of the same people for discovery calls but yeah. as long as i'm not like going into her emails and like yeah, poaching gotcha. people or like emailing people separately and being like hey come work for me like i would never do that because i it's shady and yeah like she like this person that i'm working for is helping me so much and i'm making money from the, um, her working with her clients mm. so it's not something I would ever do but it is kind of like once they reach a certain point then it's either like hers or mine like you know after the contract is signed or yep. like I, I'm not going to go into her email and like look yeah, for yeah. people and download the yeah. the database and you know send a cold email out there but if yeah it's, um, exactly gotcha okay but yeah it's like you're still able to you know post in Facebook groups and you know if you if people get referred you know you can do it like that so, yeah, right. like if it's all public and it's in a Facebook group, then that's fine. But then if it's more like behind the scenes, then you kind of, there's a line that you don't cross. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to try and summarize this journey because I th uh, I quite like the journey side of things. And I think if someone's successful, it it's quite powerful for someone listening to that to be like, all right, how can I model that person's success journey? I'll share what I hear out of this and let's maybe do a back and forth and, and see if we're on the same page here. Okay. I think like the first thing, actually, I think the first thing before anything is like the desire or the want. Like, I think you need to really want it. Like mm -hmm. if you only kind of half want it, you know, like if you were like, ah, it'd be nice if I was an entrepreneur, oh, it'd be nice if I could make an extra $10,000 a month from my basement. It's going <laughs> to be hard. You know, I think you got to like, Hey, I'm going all in on this. And I'm going to dedicate the next year, two years, three years, five years to, to making this successful. Your yeah. thoughts, would you say it starts with the the desire or the want? Absolutely. Because I, and I mean, and I think there also has to be something to push you because I had wanted this and I had that desire for so many years, but it wasn't until I had my daughter that I mm. had that extra push and also opportunity because in Canada, we have a a one-year mat leave um, where I had all this time mm. where I was able to learn about this, which I didn't have before. Like when I was working full-time at the bar, I would always be too tired to put the time in to learn something that could really change my life. But when I was on mat leave, I did have the extra time and I really took it upon myself to use that time in the right way. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I remember mine as well. So mine was a little different. I can't remember how old I was, maybe 26, 27, something like that. Um, and I was working at a gym, working full-time at a gym, making $40,000 a year or something. This was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So the numbers were a bit different, but still it was a, even then it was still a, a fairly low wage here in Australia anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was kind of getting that age, 27, 28, you know, and I'm like, oh, I should probably look at at buying a, a home, you know, or buying a place like an investment property. Like, you know, my parents were married, you know, and had a property at 25 or something. I'm getting old. I better go and do it. Um, and I went to the bank and they were like, yeah, no, we, we can't give you a loan. And I was like, oh, okay, what? Well, I just got to save a bit more money. And they're like, nah, you got to make more money. Like on this, on this wage here, we can't give you a loan. And that was kind of my boom. I'm like, I'm a loser. You know, I'm 27. I'm on a minimum paying job. And I had a uni degree as well. You know, and I, I was on a, a minimum paying job. Can't get a bank. A bank won't give me a loan. I'm never going to get a home. What woman's going to want to be with me? Yada, yada, yada. 
on that point there, I'm like, shit, I got to do something with my life. So that was, that was my point there. The thing that, that also kind of helped with me is the first um, business I ran was, it was like a fitness boot camp at a franchise and I sucked at it. You know, it was like, there were 75 different locations all across Australia and New Zealand. And I was ranked 75, like dead last, right? Based on retention and that. Um, and we had to go to this meeting with all the different franchise owners at the end of the year in the Gold Coast. And um, the head of the the franchise kind of gave up and, and gave us a speech. And I was running the numbers in my head because there were 75 different locations. And each location would uh, paid her $1,000 a week, essentially, to have it. So I'm running the numbers in my head and I'm like, hold on, this woman's making $75,000 a week without even running the freaking boot camp. You know, like what's she doing here? And then she got, she told her story and she's like, look, you know, I'm, I'm probably the, the dumbest person here. You know, I, I dropped out of high school. I, you know, didn't have any qualifications, no trades, you know, um, started working at Valley Girl. Do you, do you have Valley Girl in Canada? Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea what that is. Do you have like, do you have a store over there that's like, um, like that teenagers go and buy like clothes and that, like usually go, like 17, 18 year old girls just go and buy like clothes. Is it, is it like, it has like a lot of like jewelry accessories and stuff. Yeah. 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 That I think like, that might be like our Claire's or our Dean's. Yeah. Probably something like that. Just really girly, you know, she's like, yeah. I started working there and then I got fired from Valley girl. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm a loser, you know? And I, and then you know, she told me how she, she became successful. And I'm kind of like, Man, and she was younger than me. She's like 24. And I'm like, man, this chick's 24, high school dropout, no qualifications, got fired from Valley Girl, and she's making $75,000 a week. What the hell is my excuse? So that was, you know, that's what got me motivated there. Um, but I think the next step from there is the skill set because it's all well and good to want this thing. And this is where I think a lot of people online kind of um, get it wrong or almost are a little bit fake. You know, because I think there's there's kind of like a message out there online as well. Fake it till you make it. And I'm not sure. I, I get the sentiment, but I think a lot of people have kind of taken it too far, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure there's people out there that have never run a Facebook ad before and they'll say, yeah, I'll run your Facebook ad for you. You know, <laughs> there's someone that's, you know, never, um, you know, never helped a course creator with their course launch and never launched a course themselves. But they like the idea of it, so they'll optimize their their personal profile and be like, "Yeah, I'm a course creation specialist, right?" <laughs> you're you're only gonna get so far doing that. I think the next thing is to get ridiculously freaking good at what you do, so you actually deliver results. And I think that's the next kind of thing you did. You spent years learning this. You worked under people. You tested different things. You didn't become a Facebook ad expert just by writing expert in your Instagram bio, <laughs> like half the people do, you actually became an expert. Would you, um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I spent so much time, money, effort. I, wow. I, cause I was learning all of this when my daughter was a baby um, and I was a single mom and I didn't have any childcare. So I was doing this while she was like in my arms, I was like breastfeeding her or I had her in her carrier. And a lot of the times, like when she got older, I wouldn't have a lot of time during the day because I would be spending them with her. So I would literally like put her to bed and stay up all night learning and working on my business and like 
perfecting these things. So it was really difficult. And I did spend a lot of time and I was probably tired all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was worth it because I did, I learned so much. And I'm, I'm still learning because Facebook ads are always changing. Oh. And there's so much to continue to learn. And now I'm, I'm also learning TikTok ads too, because I want to start running those as well. So like with all these new platforms that come out and all these changes that happen, like the learning never stops, but mm. it's having that foundation first and really building upon that. Yep. Now for the, um, this is an interesting one. If I put it in the course creator space. Because I think this is something that can be quite hard for course creators. And I might actually get your opinion on, on this too, because I know you work with a lot of course creators yourself. Um, it can be very hard as a course creator to create a course if you haven't done like, essentially if you haven't helped someone else. Because there's a lot of, um, what will happen with a lot of course creators is they'll be good at something themselves. You know, hey, I'm a, you know, whatever, a good piano player, or I'm a good parent or you know, maybe they've got that that skill set themselves, but they haven't necessarily gone out and, you know, helped a whole heap of other people do it. So I think that's a kind of interesting one in, in the course creator space. So I'm just curious to get your opinion there, Natalie, because I think from your side of things, you're able to do these Facebook ads and run these Facebook ads and run them from other people and, and get results there and then kind of do it. What would you say to a course creator and, and what do you see? Do you think it's important that the course creators maybe done some one-on-one -on -one coaching before they create the course? Or do you think it's important maybe they've taught the course, you know, under someone else or at a school or something once? What What's your take there? Now, I know it's a I tough think... question, but I'm just, just curious <laughs> on your opinion. Yeah, I think that um, doing some one-on-one -on -one mentoring absolutely helps um, so that you can kind of break down the different I guess, like modules in your course, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to break it down into kind of bite size bits so that people can digest them and mm -hmm. understand what they're learning. And then also kind of put it into play and put it into practice. Because I know like when I first started running Facebook ads, I could run them, but teaching someone else how to do them at the time wasn't really something that I was able to do. But then I started, like, as I grew my business, I started offering, um, like, strategy sessions mm, um, where too. I would teach people and eventually, like, coaching calls where I would train people with us and started developing. Um, I have, like, a had a mini course. So I've slowly been building that. Um, but, yeah, I think it starts with, like, mentoring people one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. and maybe, like, getting feedback from them mm -hmm. and seeing, like, if there was something else you wanted to teach me or wanted me to teach you, what would that be? Or, like, mm -hmm. what would you, would you want to me to elaborate on and kind of, like, building out a curriculum and mm -hmm. seeing what pieces are in there. And it works. There's a couple good things there as well. And that can be done for free as well. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm comfortable to charge someone for that. That can be your free thing. You know, hey, you get a free mm -hmm. strategy session. Here you go. Hey, you like it? Great. Here's my 10-week coaching program. You know, we'll do one of these a week for 10 weeks, you know. Or, hey, you join my membership or buy my course or, or whatever it is. It can lead into a, a sale there. Um, but the key thing there, I think you can get good feedback from doing it. You can also get testimonials. 
So let's say you do it and it's not great. Okay, cool. You got some feedback. Oh, I better learn this. I better take this out. I better do that. Say you do it and it's great. Hey, Natalie, you don't mind leaving me a testimonial, do you? You know, let's take the video here. Or hey, Natalie, here's my Facebook page. You don't mind leaving a, you know, a testimonial there. So I think that's um a good tip there. Now, in terms of marketing, Natalie, now you can answer this how you want as well. So it sounds like you grew organically. It's kind of like you grew your Facebook ads business more organically than anything, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's it's like I think it is the best way to do it for Facebook ads as well because it's just so competitive in in that space. You know, you run an ad, it's going to be. Um, but anyways, that's another discussion. Let's say for a course creator, right? Let me think of the best way to frame this. I'm going to ask it in two ways and answer it how you how you will. Okay. A course creator, what's the best way for them to start marketing, in your opinion? Or you could also answer it, when is a course creator ready for Facebook ads? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Okay. I mean, I I am a firm believer of really perfecting your organic strategies before moving on to Facebook ads because you really want to know who your ideal client is and how to communicate with them online and what really works for them before you start putting money behind what you're doing. Um, so I think just like starting organically, like Instagram and TikTok are huge platforms where it's mm -hmm. like you can reach so many people these days and you don't actually have to pay for ads. And then once you see what really works there, and, and you start making money from it as well mm. and like have a funnel behind it and everything, then you can start putting money behind it with the ads. Mm, yes. Yeah. Good point. So I agree. I, I'm torn on that one. I agree with what you're saying. I'll, I'll give my take on that there. So I think, um, I think you've got to pay either way, you either pay with your money or you pay with your time. You know, yeah. it's like option number one is go organically and go, you know, Instagram and TikTok and just post good content, you know, and obviously other things as well. I'm, I'm not that big on those platforms, but, I'm, but my guess is post good content, do collaborations, you know, do joint lives, get um, shout outs, maybe use some hashtags, get engagement going, like, you know, do a course on it, you know, if you want to, want to <laughs> learn it properly. Um, but yeah, do that. So you're growing your following. You see what gets people, you know, clicky. I'm more a Facebook guy, you know, Facebook group guy. But I, I, I use similar strategies there where it's like, hey, you know, I released this podcast on this topic there. Comment below if you're interested. If I get zero comments, well, I'm not creating a course on that. You know, <laughs> if I get 100 comments, okay, you know, there's interest in here. Let me create a course or a mini course. It's a good good kind of way to test. Um, I think the down point with that is it's a heap of time, you know, like to get good at it, you're spending a, a heap of time. I think you may be, but this, this is the tricky part. I'm looking at it on someone who's done a lot of Facebook ads before. 
You know, so from my side of things, I'm like, you know what? If I was starting new, I would maybe throw some dollars on on Facebook ads, but because I know the out like how it works and that, just because I can't be bothered spending hours on TikTok and that, you know. Um, but yeah, I I get the other side as well. Where I think if you're not confident with Facebook ads, you just get, there's so many ways you can blow your money mm-hmm. if you don't know and- your organic message because it's like. A, you'll, you'll stuff up the Facebook side of things because you won't know the targeting and the headlines and the copy and the images that work. Um, but even if you somehow fluke and manage to manage that, if you've got a bad offer or a bad course, <laughs> you know, or a bad funnel with a bad emails, you're making no money anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, a huge thing is also like a lot of people who are just starting their business, they don't, they have the time and they yeah. don't have the money because they're at a point where they don't have the clients and they have so much more time than money. And then you kind of grow to a point where you have money, but you don't have time. So you start paying other people to do things for you. That's a very, that's a very good point. Cause it's not like, um, yeah. Cause that's the thing. It's kind of like, I look at it, man, I'd rather pay an extra thousand bucks than (laughs) than two hours a day, you know, but I'm sure if someone's starting off thousand bucks, I don't have that. I'm spending two hours a day. So I think that's a, Absolutely. Yeah, a very good yeah. point there. Um, because I have like my social media manager who helps me run my Instagram and she's amazing. And mm. even like with your, your my Instagram own... is great, by the way, I've noticed that <laughs> I've noticed you. that jump. You know, I don't know when you, I, I saw when you started to put a bit more effort in there and it was like, oh yeah, Natalie's starting to do some stuff. It's pretty cool. You know, and I'd, I'd watch kind of the, the trauma, like, oh, it's going to be attraction. Not too bad. But now I'm like, shit, this is really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Um, I couldn't do it without the help from my social media manager either. Cause I just don't have the time or energy mm. to put so much focus into it. And even in my personal life, I've started like hiring a meal prep service mm. and have help with cleaning and stuff yeah. because I'm a single mom. And now that I have, I'm making more money in my business, time is really important to me and having mm. more time in my day to spend time with my daughter and do things that I really like. So it's really about like seeing how much time something will take you and seeing if it's worth hiring someone else to do it for you. hundred percent. I think it's key in the personal life as well, especially mm-hmm. the, the cleaner example. So what does the cleaner cost over there? 50 an hour or, or something like that? Maybe less 40, 40, 30, 40 an hour. Yeah. About 30 an hour. 30 an hour. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. even for the people listening, even if you're non entrepreneur, if you're making more than $30, I guess probably for entrepreneur, but you know, if you're making more than $30 an hour, it doesn't make sense to clean your own place. Like let's say, you know, let's say you charge a hundred bucks for a for a, a coaching session or whatever it may be. It doesn't make sense for you to spend a couple hours, let's call it two hours a week cleaning your house. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just instead of cleaning your house, pay a cleaner to do it? Yeah, okay, you're spending 60 bucks. But in that time, do an extra couple coaching calls and you're making 200 bucks. Like it, it doesn't make sense, you know? So I think obviously, as you mentioned, when you're starting off, save every dollar you can. But once you kind of got that that money coming in, look at different ways to leverage both both personal and um and business. So love yeah, that Yeah, because I was thinking about this today. It's like, look at how much something costs if it's if it's something per hour and think about like how much is my own time worth to mm. me? And unless you genuinely love to do it, like if yeah, you love cleaning and I know people who do, then obviously clean your house. But yeah. 
I don't love it. I do yeah. it, but I don't I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Agree. Um, well, Natalie, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this and they're like, this woman is awesome. She's inspirational. I want to follow her. I want to get Facebook ad advice. Is Instagram the best place to go? And if so, give your, give your Instagram a plug. Yes. my ins- You can always find me on Instagram. I post on there every single day. Um, my Instagram handle is Natalie Ann Ads. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Natalie, that's all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? Um, I think just like if you are starting a business, I think my biggest piece of advice, I learned this recently, um, if you have your business and you have like a slow point in your business, don't take that as like a bad thing because sometimes like slow points in your business really give you more time to learn. I think we covered this mm. in our conversation today where when you have more time, that gives you more time to learn, which gives you this opportunity to really expand your business and grow your business even more than it is today. I'll expand on that. It also gives you time to think. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do a lot of the time now as well. If I've got a couple out, like there's two ways to look at it. It's like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm doing all this work. But it's like, if I'm not doing all that work, it gives me time to think, what's the next idea? What's the next course? What's the next advertising style? And that can give quantum leaps as well. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Natalie, uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show.